You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. Null and void. Where we going? Money going up. Money counting. My money going up. She still counting. Money going up. All right, welcome again to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast, man. Today, man, we got a very special guest, man. Probably like the credit king out here, man. Credit God. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Man, I'm the Trapper's Way Out, a.k.a. the credit kingpin, and I show people how to fire their boss. Credit kingpin. Hold up, man. I got to shout out the clothing line. He just brought me, you know what I'm saying, some merch, Drew. Y'all yes, go and check it out. Brought the socks and everything. Yes, I had to put it on for the episode, so if y'all want to cop some merch, holla at your boy. So hold on, man. You said you the credit kingpin. Yes, sir. Go ahead and explain that, bro. Man, so when I got started, man, uh, I had got started as a real estate agent, but I was already doing credit for free for people, helping people with credit and stuff. And then uh, when I got my real estate license, I started seeing that a lot of people was having problems buying houses because of their credit. They made the, they made the income, they made good money, but they just didn't have the credit financial literacy yeah. to uh, own a home. So that's when uh, I started with uh, financial literacy and credit repair. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just started helping people raise their score. And then I was with this MLM company. So I was actually training a team of people. I had like five to 700 people on my team who were helping people with credit. And I was training them. So I was like, look, I'm going to run this. Like how I was running stuff in the streets. I'm going to be the kingpin of credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Bring it back one time. So basically, you come from a trapping background. Facts. So how long ago was that? Man, um, college days. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I did graduate from college. I went to Bowie State. That's what's up. But uh, while I was in school, you know, I was trying to focus on my studies. So I couldn't really work a full-time job. So I just tried to find ways to make money. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right. however I can make money on campus, however I can make money in my life, that's what I started doing, just networking, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, affiliate marketing, building relationships, mm-hmm. and that's how I just was started surviving. So I started taking that same mentality uh, of the hustling and the, and, the, and the trapping and shifting it to being a, a legal professional, Right. and that's when everything started clicking. So compare the two, like, you know, people trap, and but some people can't transition over to like the legal life and it's them to the same shit same thing and the funny thing is bro like and I, I know you already know it's like it's so much it's so much more money you can make legally than mm. illegally because when you're doing stuff illegally we can't go outside and promote it openly yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying it's kind of yeah. like an underground market so mm-hmm. you limiting yourself on your reach your clientele yeah. it's hard to get people to know like and trust you uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? If they don't know you, it's only like a word of mouth or a referral thing. Mm-hmm. But when you able to operate businesses legally and you can promote on social media, we can promote at events or we could go yeah. different places, have speaking engagements, get on a stage, mm-hmm. get on a podcast and expose your brand and your business. Now you can reach the whole world yeah. and literally just taking those same principles we was doing when you hustling and you... You got to realize like a person that's doing illegal activity or if they in the streets and they hustling, bro, they doing so many different jobs. They the accountant, Thanks. you know, <laughs> they Thanks. the security, Thanks. you know, they loss management, risk management. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They doing all, all the operations in the business. Mm-hmm. So if they just take that, those same principles and convert it to like a product and push that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just, it can blow up. Thanks. So like I never... 
wanted to trap, bro, only because I never wanted to do like hand to hand transactions, bro. Yeah. It it always seemed risky to me because like I could I could go for a play two or three pounds and now you feel like he got one up on me and take my stuff. So like Facts. I never tried to trap. Like that was one thing I just tried to stay away from. Like I had homies that trapping and I seen what they went through and stuff. Yeah. So like when you left the trapping, what was your next hustle? So man, uh <laughs> Basically, I graduated college and I couldn't, I graduated college like 2009 and I couldn't get a job for six months. Yeah. So, you know, I really had no choice but to keep doing what I was doing. And What degree did you get? Uh, business administration. Mm, okay. So, you know, I had taken classes that, you know, I was implementing in, you know, doing the legal activity, like yeah. economics and all that stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was able to understand that this stuff I was learning in school, I could implement it in this illegal activity. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then I had got an accounting job, my first accounting job, and I got stuck in accounting for like 12 years and I was severely underpaid. So I'm trapping and going to a nine to five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I just start saying like, the nine to five was a trap too. So I'm like, I'm in two traps. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's when I knew I had to go to entrepreneurship because I just start like exposing myself to you know, people who was having conversations about being successful and those people weren't working jobs. You know, yeah. I never would meet like super successful people that got to have time, freedom, mm -hmm. you know, certain luxuries in life, drive cars they really wanted to drive that were working. So I knew working wasn't going to be it. Mm -hmm. And I also knew trapping wasn't the way either because I saw, you know, even though some people do have, you know, nice cars, nice lives, lives with the trapping, you know, that's a trap. Facts. And the bigger you get, the harder you're going to fall in the end. Mm. So I knew that was like a temporary thing anyway. Mm. I was just doing it because I had to do it, knowing I'm going to transition out of it. And so that's what just pushed me to entrepreneurship. And I just made a promise to myself once I started entrepreneurship, I was like, man, if I can like sustain myself, I wasn't even trying to get rich or make a lot of money. I was just trying to be able to pay my bills maintain. and maintain yeah. without having to depend on a job and yeah. without having to depend on the streets. Because I feel like both are never promised. And that's why it's funny. Like people feel like entrepreneurship is risky, but they'll go trap in the streets. They'll do illegal stuff, mm. which is even more risky, mm. or they'll depend on a job or 401k social security, which is even more risky because most of these states is at will employment. So you can get fired yeah. whenever, and they don't even have to have a reason. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's when I just started going all in uh -huh. on entrepreneurship. So, after you left your job, well, did you quit? Did you got fired? I got what? fired. So I actually, well, I've been fired like nine times in, in a 12-year <laughs> career. Nine times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the last job I had, I had it for six years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they ended up firing me when they found out that I was doing real estate and I was doing, I had a credit business on the side. Man, why they hating on you? Because my swag started changing when I was at work. Yeah. Because I go to work sometimes and I might have made $1,000 on the way to work. Uh, so when I get to work, you know, I'm feeling myself a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Like, and, and then people at the job start feeling my energy. Like, yo, you know, stuff will be coming down. You know, our rules, procedures change. You got to do extra work and people at work all stressed. But I'm in there like, Man, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I'm not tripping. So people start feeling that energy like, yo, what are you doing? What you got going? You know, so stuff starts spreading. Management starts seeing people gravitating to me. Now, I guess they start feeling like I was a threat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I was underpaid at the same time. So I was letting them know, look, y'all are underpaying me and I don't got to work here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was being kind of bold, but that's just because I was making double and triple the money that I was making at a full-time job. I was making like 80000 a year, which is pretty good money in D.C. and Maryland. But I was making double and triple that outside of work. Yeah. So I just knew that there was more out there. I had got exposed to making money on my own. So that's when I just became unemployable. So they ended up firing me. And I was already making like twenty to 30000 a month outside of work with this MLM company I was doing credit repair with and then what I did was I started teaching some of the stuff that this company wasn't exposing people to with financial literacy and then that company fired me as well so I got fired twice in 2020 and then I just went oh this is 2020 2020 so I got fired April 2020 and I got fired December 2020
Damn, that, that was just like yesterday. Yes, sir. And after that, it been up. Yeah. Been up. So why credit? Like, who put you on this credit game? My mother put me on the credit. So, man, when I was when I first turned 18, uh, you know, she was like, you're going to make sure you get a credit card. You're going to make sure you pay it on time. Don't miss a payment. So at the time, I just thought, you know, the only thing dictated your credit score was making on-time payments. Yeah. I wasn't even, you know, understanding all the components that was into building your credit file. You know, and then once I really started, of course, I messed up my credit a couple times, made some late payments, you know, had some over limit fees and stuff like that. And then it just clicked one day. Right. And I started, I don't know how it happened, but I just started relating like credit in the in the in the financial world to street credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when it started making sense. So that's what I started doing was like breaking down to like street dudes the credit game based on street credit yeah. like like consignment yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the work uh-huh. you yeah. ain't got no money but you got a good name in the streets uh-huh. you can go get what you need mm. same with the banks it's all about relationships was they understanding it being really? credible yeah once once you break it down in street terms uh-huh. street people gonna understand it yeah and then that's how i just started breaking it down to people in general because it's easier for people to understand more practical street terms you know what i'm saying even if people ain't street they still kind of can relate to the way you, you you talk about stuff if you break it down like that mm-hmm. so that's how i started breaking it down like that and that's why i started calling myself you know the trapper's way out because once i started breaking this stuff down breaking these principles down like these people in the streets you know i actually got a couple friends who was doing illegal things in the streets and once i showed them this credit game they was making so much money they didn't have to do no more trapping. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm the way out. That's hard though. So that's how you came up with the name. Trapper's yep. way out. I'm gonna help these trappers get out. All facts. Cause it helped me. That's how I got out the trap. You know, I started making enough money and I just made a vow to myself, like, yo, if I can sustain myself with this, mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing illegal to risk my life to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what changed my life. I mean, I was in the same boat, bro. Like doing fraud and stuff, man, like of course I can go do that shit any day. Yeah. But it's like, you gotta force yourself to not do that shit. You gotta force yourself to find other ways to make money. Facts. And that's that was like, I was fighting between it cause like, I know I can go make a quick 40, 50,000 a month on this other side. Mm-hmm. But if I, I, if I put, you know what I'm saying, my knowledge to use, I can go make the same thing or more. And I ain't got no worries. I ain't gotta no worry about nothing. No uncertainty. You feel me? Yep. And that's what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? That peace of mind. And that's what peace everybody honestly want. Yeah. But they just don't know how to get there. So yeah. they just get stuck in their comfort zone. And it's hard, it's hard to understand how doing something that could lead you into trouble or get you robbed, killed, set up in jail. How can somebody be comfortable living that lifestyle? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just how it's just how it happens. It's like human nature. So that's what I try to help people do, man. Break out their trap, whether they trap is the streets, mm-hmm. whether they trap is they nine to five, mm-hmm. whether they trap is they own limiting belief, self-doubt, yeah. their mindset. Cause a lot of people don't think they could do entrepreneurship because schools don't didn't want to teach us this stuff because right. they wanted us to be working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether they trap is they circle. Some people trap is is they negative circle. Yeah. yeah. They telling big dreams to small-minded people who don't believe in themselves. So then them people discourage you because they want you to stay where they at as well. They don't really want yeah. you, even sometimes your friends, your family, some people sleeping with the enemy. Some people living with somebody right now that they sleeping in the bed with who really don't want to see them go to that next level. Damn. Cause you already know when you go to that next level, you start attracting more people. You start attracting newer mm-hmm. people. So they like, man, they might not want you to blow up, go to that next level. Cause then you gonna have other women coming to you. You gonna have other attention coming to yeah. you. Or if a woman, a woman's boss enough, she gonna have other men coming to her. Mm-hmm. So sometimes your spouse kind of wants you to stay in in your place so that you can always be around them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's so that's what we doing, man. We showing people how to get out of that trap. <laughs> that's no matter a bar. what that trap is. So like your brand, um, like mine and yours kind of have like similarities. Like mm-hmm. mine's Vanessa's only, and. I speak to, you know, people like me, finessers, you know what I'm saying? People that are in that field that's trying to find another way out. You speak to trappers. So like with the name, does it does it bring negative like energy? Like when people get the like when people see the name, like mm-hmm. do you feel like people look at it like a negative like in a negative I don't. Way? And when I first when I first did it, like I said, I did it 
thinking I was going to get a whole bunch of people who was in this illegal world that was trying to escape the trap. Yeah. But then once I kind of diversified my message, like, look, it's not just about the street trap. Yeah. It's about that trap of that nine to five. Mm -hmm. That's when I start getting more people who were interested in getting out that nine to five yeah. than people who was more interested in getting out of the trap of the streets. Uh -huh. You know, so at first, you know, I started calling myself the credit kingpin because I was catering strictly, trying to cater, cater strictly my niche market to the streets. Yeah. But then once I broadened that message up, once I got fired from my job, I started seeing like, yo, that job was a trap. Because if I didn't have this entrepreneurship thing on the side, mm -hmm. bro, I would have been dead in the water. Right, right. I, all your eggs in one basket. That's why we can't depend on these jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Any moment a corporation can go belly up or a corporation could just decide, hey, we want to we wanna downsize to save some money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you out here just whoop. Imagine if you got a family, you got kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some a lot of people ended up end up getting divorced when they get fired, or a lot of people end up killing themselves. And mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? When they lose their job, because mm -hmm. they don't know how they're gonna explain this to their family mm -hmm. that hey, I don't know how we gonna eat. That's all they know. Exactly. Right. So entrepreneurship, man, is is like people look at it like it's a luxury, but it's really a necessity. Everybody need to be an entrepreneur, even if you're gonna work nine to five. Yeah, you still need to be working on some type of form of entrepreneurship. Right, right, right. I think some people don't have; they feel like they don't have enough time. You know, you go to work eight, nine mm -hmm. hours out the day, Ooh then you sleep in another eight hours. Like the Ooh other eight, man, I want to chill, man. I want to kick it. Ooh and you don't even got another eight hours, yeah. bro. Because you remember, I told you, you got eight hours to work, you yeah. got eight hours to sleep, yeah. so we got eight hours left. You just broke that down the other day, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All but right. We got to commute to and from work. Yeah. That's yeah. an hour apiece. Yeah. We got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Gotta we got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. We got to get ready for work. Well, that's another two, three hours. So we only got what four hours. Mm -hmm. We got to take care of the kids. If you got yeah. take kids to practice, you got to help with homework. My parents used to help me with science projects, homework. Mm -hmm. That's another hour or two. You got to cook dinner. Mm -hmm. You got to go to the grocery store. You might got to run to the post office. Yeah. So we really got two hours a day. And then what about when your favorite team come on? Mm -hmm. When when LeBron playing? Mm -hmm. You that's a two hour game. You ain't got no time. Yeah. You ain't even yeah. got no time to think. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really believe that that 40 hour work week is the real trap. Like streets, people say trapping because it's streets. Yeah. But the real trap is that nine to five. Cause if you take 40 hours away a week plus 10 hours of commute time, 50 hours a week, that's 200 hours a month. You can't even think for yourself or build your own legacy, build anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a per somebody who's an entrepreneur, they got 200 more hours than you that's free time mm -hmm. that they can be creative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that 40-hour work week ain't even necessary, but I believe they created that just to have you distracted. Right, just to keep your ass right where you at. Keep you where you at. And they'll give you 100000 Maybe even a hundred and fifty thousand, but as we know, you could. I see people make that in a day, an hour, yeah, <laughs> a month. Yeah, I've yeah. done it in a month, many times. You know what I'm saying? Many times. <laughs> <laughs> you said you seen a uh, him five hundred make a mill in a month, a month, a month. And this was this was when I first uh, signed up for him to be my mentor. In uh, this was like September 2020. He put me on a private jet, and this, you know, that's why exposure is everything, right? Because you know, at the time I was making like thirty thousand. I thought I was killing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, how much you making? And I was like, man, I'm making thirty k a month. I'm swag. I'm thinking I'm doing it, right? And he was yeah. like, oh yeah, how many people you got? I was like, man, I got seven hundred people. At the time, he was just kicking his mentorship off for about a year, some change. And he only he had about five hundred people, and he was like, yo, like I'm gonna show you. Hop on my private jet with me. Come with me to Atlanta. Can you come to Atlanta? Luckily, I was fired from my job, so I was I had the freedom. So I hopped on the jet with him. He showed me he made a million dollars in 30 days. And I was just like, yo, what do I got to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, look, do what you're doing, but you got to you gotta start your own platform. You, you can't just be riding on the back of that company mm -hmm. that you're doing that credit repair with. Uh -huh. And then that's when I started branching out. And when I started branching out, that's when that company fired me. Yeah. And then that next month, I made after being fired the second time, I made like sixty six thousand in one month, and that's when it was just like, that's when it clicked, and I was like, all right, everything happened for a reason, because yeah. I got exposed to this man 
put me on a private jet that changed my life. You know what I'm saying? That's why experiences is everything. People, yeah. people will look at stuff like that and be like, oh, that's too flashy. You don't need a car that big. You don't need jewelry that big. Nobody needs to fly on a private jet. Because they can't afford it. But those experiences, when you experience it one time, you start to feel like, oh, this is something I want to experience forever. Yeah. And then you start pushing yourself mm -hmm. to do things that you wouldn't have normally done so you can attain and have things in a lifestyle that you ain't never had. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that, that's what changed my life right there. That exposure being on that jet, him showing me like 30000 a month ain't no money. But yet, back at home, the circle I was around, if I made 30000 a month, they like you're lying. Yeah, you're they the thought man. it was. They thought it. They thought it was a, a lie. Yeah. But when I'm yeah. getting around this different crowd of people, they like, oh, I don't know how you survive off that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, what's what's going on? You know what I'm That's saying? Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So at what point did you come up with the like the branding part? Because you had the name, but like, because every time I see you, you're in your own brand. Yeah. At what point did you just start it? Like that that light bulb went off. Man, so you know when I had first got started with. Um, my company, I first created my LLC and I got started with the credit repair. And what I was trying to do was show people that we could make money helping people, teaching them about credit. And we could also build our credit as well. And people just wasn't hearing it. Mm. Right. None of my friends, none of my family. Of course, when you start a brand, you start a business. First thing you're going to do is go to your people who you close to mm. and pitch them an idea. And most of the times, the people who you close to or the people you've known the longest are not going to join your movement. Because, you know, when you start to try to elevate, people know you for who you once were. Like, your closest friends, they know you for who you once were. So they still looking at me like, they used to call me J-Rock. They looking at me like J-Rock, the dude that only sell the weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the people who don't know you yet, and they see you elevating, they see you and know you for the person you becoming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they a little more accepting mm -hmm. of you doing something new versus your old people, right? So when I came out, nobody was willing to join this movement. So I was like, man, F it. I'm this, I'm one deep. And I always kind of rolled like that anyway, because I felt like if I ever got jammed up in trouble, I ain't had no co-defendants. I ain't had no witnesses to mm. see me doing nothing. So mm. when I got into the entrepreneurship, I was like, man, I'm one deep. I don't need nobody. I'm doing this by myself. And then what it did was it started attracting like-minded people who felt just like me, who felt like they was the oddball in their crew. They was the oddball in their family. The only one thinking with an open mindset. The only one trying to push further and nobody supporting them. So it just started attracting all these people that started feeling like me. Yeah. And then when I started with the merch, I just started with the merch because I got sick of paying high price for all this fashion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not getting nothing of wearing Gucci. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might well wear my brand. At least when I wear my brand and I'll show up at a store or something, somebody say, hey, what, what is that? Mm -hmm. Now I can now I got an opportunity to pitch my brand. Cause it wasn't really meant to be a clothing brand. Yeah. It was just to make people look at it and ask, what is that? Yeah. And then I was able to talk to them about financial literacy, yeah. real estate, credit, and things like that. But then it became a brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then people just start, you know, signifying with it. It's a lot of people out here who just feel like, you know, they won deep. They circle not really on the stuff they on. They don't got a supportive team. And then I just created this environment with this mentorship, and we all just help each other level up. Huh. So let's get into some gems, man. Yes, sir. Credit, man. So let's start from the beginning. If when somebody first get their credit right, mm -hmm. what do you suggest they start doing to like start making money, to use to utilize their credit in the best possible way? Man, it's just so many things. But one of the first things people got to make sure they do is they got to clean their credit report off first. So, you know, we got to get rid of all the negative items. You know, we don't want to have no negative history. How easy is that, though? Because I know with me, man, I've been trying two years, bro. I just sent letters after letters, FTC reports, all type of shit, man. And mm -hmm. it's like it ain't it ain't coming off like I needed to. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's just a tedious process. I got some people that some people can get stuff knocked off in three months. Some people might take a year and a half. You just got to keep repeating the letters, letters, letters. It's just being consistent. Yeah. That's it. It's being consistent. And I done been through a couple processes. I done had a couple teams. I done had the experience like 
who can do what, who can get what removed, what processes can get what removed. Mm-hmm. So that's what just started helping me build my business because through those trial and errors, I was able to see what methods were more effective than others. And then I was able to start building relationships with people who were in the space who I saw having success and I would partner up with them and then we would do business together and people just start having success stories. So, you know, and ain't nothing ever definite because there's some people that can't get things off because every credit report is different. Every situation is different. It's yeah. a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Like I said, some people might take two to three months to get stuff off, but some people might take them a year and a half. But it's just being consistent, being proactive, not giving up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And building your credit at the same time because it's not just about removing the negative items. We also got to build history. We got to think of it like street credit, right? If somebody came to you and asked you to borrow a couple thousand dollars and you ain't know them at all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You would have to have some type of reference. Right, right. Who do they know that they've been borrowing money from that they've been paying back on time? Yeah. So that's why we got to start thinking and shifting our mindset like the bank. It's building relationships with different entities, different financial institutions borrowing money from them and then paying it back mm-hmm. a lot of times i borrow money even when i don't need to borrow money because i know i can afford to pay it back so i'll borrow money just to build the relationship so at a later date i can come back and say hey now i need even more mm-hmm. if you go to the plug and you coming back every day giving them his money back sooner or later he just gonna drop the mother load on you and be like bro don't come back for a while <laughs> you making me hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You knocking on my door all day long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the bank. The more you borrow, the more you pay back. The more you borrow, the more you pay back. The more references we can see that you paying this stuff on time and you honoring your word, mm-hmm. anybody is going to want to loan you money because they're going to see, oh, I'm not only going to make money, but this dude going to pay me my money back on time. Do you teach people how to remove stuff out their credit or do you... Help them get their stuff off your credit, people that's in your mentorship? Absolutely. So I show them how to remove stuff off their credit, and I show them how to start their own automated credit repair company without doing the work. So a lot of times, you know, when people think of doing credit repair, they try to get caught up in doing all the work and disputing the letters themselves. I show people how to have an automated team. I already got a team of people that I've trained on how to do this process. So it's like a plug-and-play process. Uh. So all you got to essentially do is be the marketer. You don't mm-hmm. have to sit there. We're not sitting there and drafting up letters. Mm-hmm. We pass that point. We hire people to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's when I started learning as an entrepreneur, you know, it's a difference between being self-employed and being an entrepreneur. Because, see, when you're self-employed, you're working in your business. Yeah. You're actually doing all the work. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're working on top of the business. Yeah. And then you just delegating Oh, this person do this, this person do this, this person do this, this system's for this. And that's what gives people the real time freedom to enjoy their life and relax. Mm-hmm. You know, and self-employment is cool because sometimes my boy, he call it janitorial steps. Sometimes you got to have those janitorial steps in place once you start business so you can know what it was like to mop the floor, sweep the floor. You know what I'm saying? Be the cashier, mm-hmm. play all the positions in in the business because you got to know how to do that in order to delegate those responsibilities and be able to train your staff and your people on what's the proper way to do xyz mm. you know what i'm saying so taking those janitorial steps is the beginning but you ultimately got to get out of the business and get on top of the business and delegate mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and a lot of times it's an investment because you got to pay people to do the work so you can free up your time. But to me, my time is bigger than money. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather make less money, but have all my time. Mm-hmm. And now I can scale and bring on more customers, generate more business, so I can make up for that money I gotta dish out to do the duties that I don't wanna do. You gotta delegate what you hate. Yeah, yeah. And most of the times, a lot of people get stuck in self-employment because they they not trusting of other people. They they feel like it's easier for them to do it themselves instead of train somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But those are the things we got to do as entrepreneurs. We eventually got to get out of the business and get on top of the business. It's a bar. So um, how you get this free designer? You said how I get the what? This free designer. 
Man, that's mean, bro. So look, we got a couple strategies, man. But look, one one I'm one gym I'm gonna give you right now, and this is why the credit card is so powerful, right? Because with credit cards, we could generate we can generate points, mm-hmm. right? So if you got a credit card that's gonna give you two points per dollar, it's just most credit cards gonna give you about two two three points per dollar. If I spend ten thousand dollars and I get twenty thousand points. That's equivalent to $200, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could simply go to a store and I could buy some merchandise, right? Mm. On my credit card, right? But I do a split payment method. So I'll, I'll use a debit card for 5% of the purchase and put the other 95% of the purchase on the credit card, right? Why, why the 5% on the... Because I gotta have, you got to have a split payment so that when you return the merchandise... Now I can choose which card is going on. The whole thing. So I can say, hey, put that whole 20000 onto my debit card because I made, I made a $20,000 purchase, but I might have put nineteen five on a credit card so I can get the 19,500 points times two. So I'll get 39,000 points, which is equivalent to $390. Uh-huh. But the refund's going to go on the debit card, so the money is going to go back in your bank account, so 2019-5 is going to go in your bank account, but you owe the credit card balance in 19-5, so you just use that money that went in your bank account, pay off the card, but now you got $390 in credit card points that now I could use to buy free designer, or I could use the book a flight, I could use to pay my groceries, I could use to do whatever I want. Now that's some <laughs> Now that's a finesse. People that even hip to that, man. That's just some of the things I teach people. Of course, you got to know which places that you can do this regularly with. And that's what I teach people. But in a nutshell, that's how you get free design. And we got some other ways too. But in a nutshell, that's what it is, man. And it ain't illegal at all. So it's not illegal. (laughs) It's not illegal. I've been seeing you promote this stuff like, yo, what is he talking about? How the hell is he getting free? I I knew it had something to do with points. Mm Mm-hmm. But nah, that's a real finesse. Yes, sir. (laughs) So when I get designer, you know, because I do wear it sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Get some designer shoes and stuff, but I don't want to spend my earned income on it. Mm -hmm. I got to find ways to get stuff like that for free because I'd rather take $1,000 and go buy a bunch of sweatsuits and stuff with my stuff on it. That's going to make me money when I step out the house. When I step out the house, ain't nobody really asking, you know, What's that Gucci about? They already know what it's about. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody care about Louis, what that's about. But when they see you with rich and unemployed, they're like, yo, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. I know you get questions about it all the time. Man, I'm, I'm in the airport, the pilots, uh, any like Chinese, white, everybody asks me, like, yeah, man, I like that. Not even knowing it's mine. They're like, oh, yeah, I like that. Yep. Oh, here's my shit. Yep. Where can I buy it from? Where can I? Um... No, that's a that's absolutely definitely true. definitely true, and it's inspiring. Even when you see you like rich and unemployed, that sounds like something I want to be. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> damn, I wish I could be rich and unemployed. Like they be at, they be at their job. Like damn, I wish I, I'm like shit. Quit, facts. Quit, and that's exactly how they feel, man. Yes, like, sir. That's why, like I, this summer, like I was about to go shopping for like spring. So I'm like, man, I need to just have my own shit, bro. I'm tired of just wearing. This designer shit to the floor. Like, I need to have my shit everywhere I go, bro. And like, the more people see it, the more it, the more eyes are on it. The more people is gonna be attracted to my shit, though. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm done by. It. Well, I ain't gonna say I'm done by designer. But now I know exactly what you say, cause yeah. dog, how I got started with the clothing line, it was probably like 2019, 2020, and I walked into a like a last stop or something. And I picked up, I like, I love Hugo Boss because yeah. I, I love the quality. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I'm about like the quality of stuff, not even the name. Mm-hmm. So I like the quality of shirts. I picked up this shirt I wanted. I walked into the register. It was like $195. And I was just going to a cookout and it was hot that day. I was like, man, I ain't going to do nothing but sweat this out and have to wash it. You know, after you wash something, it ain't never the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, $195. I called my homegirl because she prints shirts. And I was like, yo, if I sent, if I spent $195 with you, how many shirts can I make? And I think she was going to give me like, she was selling the shirts for like $15 a pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was going to give me all these shirts. I was like, man, I could have three weeks worth of shirts for the same price I'm going to pay for this one shirt. Mm. 
And it's hot outside, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to sweat this stuff out anyway. So I went and just bought, a, spent that $195, bought some shirts. I bought the shirts for me, just put little sayings on them like, credit is the big homie, adversity is my gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just start putting like inspirational messages on the shirts. And then my friends start saying the shirts and they was like, yo, where you get that shirt? I want one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start buying my shirts. Mm -hmm. I only had printed largest for me. They started buying the shirts and that's what started the brand. Uh, I just really bought them for me so I could save money on buying $195 shirts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It turned into a brand, man. It turned into a movement. Like you said, when you never know if you create something just for you, who's going to identify with it? Right. And that's what happened. I started creating shirts with just little creative, catchy titles to get people's attention. Then just start putting my logo and then people start identifying with it. It took off. I just thought of something too, man. Um, by buying the stuff, by, by splitting the payment up with the credit card and debit, that's basically like liquidating the card. Absolutely. If you got a $50,000 card, I could just... Back. Absolutely. And that's when people don't understand how to liquidate a card. So it's so many, it's so many, man, it's so many perks to to doing it, doing things like that. Because let's say somebody got a fifty thousand dollar credit card, right? If they thinking of how are they gonna use this fifty thousand to invest in something, most of the time if they trying to get the cash, what they gonna do? They gonna do a cash advance. Mm -hmm. Cash advance gonna give you like a twenty something percent fee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you probably gonna pay another fee on top of that because you liquidating this credit card and you're not buying an actual product. You're getting the money. So that interest rate, that fee gonna probably be 26%. Anybody who got a credit card, look at your cash advance fee, it's tw probably 26%. That's a lot. But if we can show you how to make a purchase to liquidate the car and then get the money put in your bank account, what if you wanna, you know how when you first get a credit card, your first 12 to 18 months might be 0% APR. Yes. So you can <laughs> you can lend yourself that 50,000 mm -hmm. at 0% because it looked like it was a purchase yeah. instead of a cash advance. Why? Because the credit card companies is not saying that you return the merchandise because the return went to the debit card. Mm -hmm. They never notified your credit card company that you return anything. Mm. Oh, that's just... A light bulb went on my head. Like, Hold we up. go. I don't need design. I don't need the point. Just take the money. Absolutely. Uh. All right. So um, I don't want to. I don't want to get to be, uh, get the people too many too much game. <laughs> I know you had said something about on social media about uh, turning your social, uh, no, no, turn your name into a EIN. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Just, just give them a look, man. So like that's one of the most important things people should do, right? Turning, you know, putting their their name as an LLC, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause now you're able to operate as a corporation and not in your name, right? And one of the advantages this gives you is now when you get business credit and you start building your business credit, now you can hide your utilization. You can hide your DTI. Mm -hmm. For example, right now I got four cars in my business name, only one of them shows up on my personal credit profile. So I got a, a half a million dollars in cars, but on my business profile, it only looked like I, I got 40,000 in cars mm -hmm. because they're in my LLC that's attached to my EIN that don't show on my personal. I've even had houses in my business LLC and it didn't bring down my DTI, didn't mess up my bargaining power. So I was still able to buy another home in my personal name because they couldn't see that I had this other house debt, this mortgage note, mm. these cars, they couldn't see that. So what it's gonna do is gonna allow you a way to start separating yourself so that people won't reject you or decline you assuming that you're taking on too much debt and responsibility. And LLC in your name is like one of the first things you want to start doing when you want to start, you know, operating, you know, creating a trust and things like that. And that's another thing, you know, we try to start educating people on the importance, you know, of of having a trust. You know what I'm saying? So many perks to that. What are the perks? Man, it's it's too many. But look, <laughs> I got some friends. I got yeah. some friends right now, right, who got trust, right? Yeah. And like they put their vehicles in their trust. They put mm -hmm. everything in their trust, 
right? So even right now, I'm leasing the Benz, right? And the the Mercedes Benz has the Benz in a trust. So on my registration, it's my company name, but above it is the trust company, right? And so some of the perks I've seen with the trust, I got friends that have been pulled over for going 50, 60 miles an hour over the speed limit, right? And when the police pull them over and they see that this car is owned by a trust, they don't really understand how to deal with it. And they just end up letting them go. What? Yes, it's so many, bro, it's so many perks to that trust. I'm actually having a, a whole live masterclass where we are gonna break down the importance of this trust, what the benefits are, how it's helping people, and why people don't really understand it. You know, but if you're, a lot of people don't know this, but Donald Trump got 1,110 different companies and he put them all in a trust mm -hmm. because like that trust allows you to essentially control whatever, whatever, the, whatever you put in the trust, mm -hmm. but it's not tied directly to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. You always hear rich people say own nothing, control everything. Yeah. Think about all the top companies, Amazon, mm -hmm. Airbnb, Toro. Think about all these rideshare companies, Instacart. What they doing? They controlling everything, but they don't own nothing. They don't own the cars. Middleman. They just middleman and everything. Mm. And that's what it's about. So we got to look at the way these big corporations are set up, the way they running. Mm-hmm. And we got to start positioning ourselves and setting ourselves up just like those entities do. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially another thing I teach people in that mentorship. Importance of trust. You know what I'm saying? Business credit, personal credit. Importance of building your brand, how to, how to talk to your audience, how to talk to your niche market, how to know who your avatar is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and all these things is what's just helping people be successful, man. I got like seven mentees that quit their job last year after joining my mentorship. You know what I'm saying? So there's some dope stuff. I inspire to do the same thing, bro. I'm gonna start me a mentorship, man. You got to, bro. You got too much game. People yeah. don't even know how to do this right here. Yeah, yeah. And I get a lot of questions about it too, man. So like. I'm sleeping on myself, man. And that's one thing I start telling people, right? It's like everybody got a gift. Everybody got something that they are naturally good at. That just come to them so naturally that they not even thinking of monetizing it. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes so naturally to you, you just think everybody know it. You know what I'm saying? So what I show, what I teach people to do is, man, and some people don't know where to begin. They're like, man, well, what am I going to do? And I'm like, what can you wake up? at three in the morning, straight out of your sleep and just start giving somebody some game on and, and just flow naturally. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you got to figure out how to monetize. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you got to figure out how to convey to an audience to get people to know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You might have a low ticket offer. You might even got a free product just to give people some information that they can implement so they can see some results. And then you have a next tier offer. Once they get some success from that first product, they're going to buy the second product. Mm -hmm. Then they might want a higher ticket offer where they got more hands-on experience. They got a more hands-on experience with you where they can learn from you directly. So now you can turn that free ebook into a course, digital mm -hmm. course. Then you can turn that digital course into a mentorship. Mm -hmm. Then you can turn, break the mentorships up into mini masterminds and do live events mm -hmm. or do Zoom calls. Then once we've done it one time, we recorded the call. Now we can resell the call and repurpose the information over and over and over. Do the work one time, get paid over and over. Mm -hmm. It's just like that. Where you get this game from? Him, Man, I started getting a lot of mentors. So it started with him. And then, you know, I just started getting exposed to all these people. You know, I think when you start putting that energy out there. Yeah. Everything just start coming to you, mm -hmm. like all your resources, all the plugs, all the people that you've been. You know how sometimes, right, you would be like, man, y'all trying to go to Cabo? You and your friends start talking about Cabo. Next thing you know, you look at your phone and all you seeing come across your page yeah. is, is trips to Cabo like yeah. the phone was listening to you. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's like some universal energy or I don't know what it is, technology or something. Yeah. It's just the universe start bringing you those resources, those people who can help you go to the next level. So once I got exposed to him 500, I got exposed to people like Nehemiah Davis. I got exposed to all these different entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I just started taking bits and pieces of what they were saying. David Shans, another one. Mm -hmm. I started being on his morning meetup calls. You know what I'm saying? I went to a couple of his live events. And I just start picking up on this stuff, start meeting the entrepreneurs in the room. And that's when I figured out the cheat code. I was like, you know what? You know how to meet the right people? You got to invest in mentorship. You got to invest in live events. Because if I pay $5,000 to learn some information and I go to an event with the other people who pay that $5,000, yeah. this is the network of people I need to be around. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was able to start adding value to people. So one of the, here, here, here go a bar right here, right? You want help from somebody, right? You don't just come out and, yo, I need your help with this, right? Find a, a way to add value to them. You know what I'm saying? Find a way to help them in some way. Not only make money, but save them some time, give them some new ideas. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we don't do this because we like, man, I ain't helping this person. I ain't, they ain't paying me nothing. I ain't giving them nothing for free. But one of the things one of my mentors told me is amateurs get paid on the front end. Experts get paid on the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll add some value to somebody if I really want some help from them, right? And if they implement it and they see it and it works, now they trust me. Now they like, hold on. All right, let me, let me give you some game. Now here's what you need to do. Mm. And that's how I just start saying, I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Giving is better than receiving. But, but when you constantly give, it's going to come back to you. Universe is going to bring it back to you. Man, going back to what you said, though, like um, how the universe works, like ever since like I just told myself, like I'm done with the legal shit and I told myself, like, look, I'm going to I'm going to figure out this game. Ever since then, bro, I've been meeting and getting around these different level of people, bro. And shit just been coming to me. Just like how you came to me like, hey, bro, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like just. I be like, bro, why people just be wanting to Because people see things? you already moving. Yeah. They see you moving. Yeah. They see you already moving. That's the importance of, like, what another one of my mentors told me this. Commit first, figure out the rest later. Facts. And a lot of people yeah. wait for perfectionism. They think, mm -hmm. I'm not going to start this podcast till I got every single thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know how it is. Sometimes you just got to wing it. Mm -hmm. And you got to commit. And then you start figuring it out. Mm -hmm. You start learning from your mistakes. You start learning from the things you ain't doing right. Yeah. And then people will come on along the way if they just at least see you trying. Yeah. And be like, yo, you, I see what you're doing, but you need to do this. Mm -hmm. You need to put this system in place. Mm -hmm. You need to use this equipment. You need to go about it this way. And then people start helping you because they already see you moving. That's why it's just important for people to commit first, figure out the rest later, because the, the help going to come. The universe is going to bring... The people to you, you just got to be adamant, consistent. You be consistent at something for six months to a year, people just going to start hitting you up. Mm -hmm. You might not even think you're the expert yet. You right, might not even right. think you dope <laughs> at what you're doing, right, right. but other people is watching uh -huh. and you inspiring people along the way because they see your journey. People watching the journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the best part. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because you get to really inspire people. I get people hit me up all the time like, bro, I just want to see you win. And I shit, that shit is just so dope to be like. But I mean, I'm the same way with other people too. Like I'm watching people grow, and shit, I'll add value if if I can, when I can, however I can. Like, but the love I've been getting, man, it's surreal, bro. I yeah. cannot lie. Like, and I, I appreciate every fucking second of it. Yeah, it's like, dope. They be pouring shit onto me, like facts. And they, I'm somebody like niggas that's up, up like a motherfucker, like Mitch, like making all this money, but sit me down, like, hey, bro, this how much money I'm making? This is what you need to do. Woo, woo, woo. I'd be like, all right, bet. Right, bet. It's not the competition. You know what I'm saying? They yep. really want to see a nigga win. And it's easy, like, because it's so many times, right, especially when I'm doing credit financial literacy and try to help people be successful, because I see when people stuck. But a lot of people don't got the open mindset. They still, they trapped in their mindset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're not really open to new ideas, open to a new way of thinking. So when successful people see that somebody got their cup turned up the right way and they ready to receive yeah. somebody to pour into it, they'll pour into it. Mm -hmm. But some people got that upside down cup. And when they got that upside down cup, it's like, 
Man, I'm not pulling no teeth to help this person. Yeah. They not even open. They they closed off. They still think this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But people see you moving, you pushing, you trying. They just some people just want a success story. It ain't about the money. Yeah. Because once you get the success story, or you see somebody benefit off of something you told them, it give you the confidence. Like, man, I gave it to them for free, but oh, okay, this next person I could charge mm-hmm. for this because I've seen the results of somebody implement this information. Mm-hmm. Man, it was a good interview, man. Yes, sir. I don't give too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give too much. How long have we been going? It's been an hour, actually. It's been an hour, man. So, man, just tell people where they can find you at. Man. What you got going on? You got any ebooks, mentorships? Yes, sir. Matter of fact, I got a free ebook for you right now. I'll show you how to get your own funding. So, that's one of the things I show people because funding is like people charge 10%. I show people how to do your own funding and start a funding company. So, what I'm going to give everybody is a free ebook on how to get an apple card right with no inquiry so all you gotta do is text free apple ebook to 301-747-0421 301-747-0421 text free apple ebook and you're gonna get an ebook that's gonna show you how to get an apple card Cause that's what a lot of entrepreneurs need to get their businesses started if they don't got no money. Most people think they can't start a business cause they don't got no money. So I teach people how to get funding from the bank, use OPM, mm-hmm. other people's money to start a business to generate income. So I'm gonna give y'all that free ebook. I also got a few master classes. I got a business credit master class. I got a financial literacy class and I also got a mentorship, but I like to start y'all off with that free ebook. So that y'all can see some value from that. If you get any value from that and you want to hit me up, you got my number. That's the that's the text number. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Trappers Way Out. The O is a zero. So it's Trappers, T-R-A-P-P-E-R-S-W-A-Y-0-U-T. Trappers Way Out. Yes, and sir. I'm, and I'm Vanessa's Only Club, Rich and Unemployed, the podcast. And we out. Oh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Like, comment, share, because it's going up. Make sure y'all grab some merch. I'll put the link in the um, description. And that's all, man. Till we meet again. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, for sure, man.